0: Good afternoon. Welcome into Making Your Home Great. I'm Brenna Dixon, filling in for Dave Alexander here with Tim Ferruzzi with Highland Commercial and Residential Roofing and Handy Helpers. Good afternoon to you, Tim. How are you? Good. You? Glad to have you on. And uh, today we're going to be... By the way, it's
1: Highland Residential Roofing.
0: Highland Residential yeah,
1: Roofing. Yeah, our, our commercial division is Eagle. Okay.
0: For, yep. My my fault there. So yeah. I'll focus in a highly gallery thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and of course, if you want to join in on our topic today, or if you'd like to talk a little bit uh, around the house of uh, maybe things that are on your mind, any sorts of topics, we'll focus in more today on remodeling. But uh, we'd love to have you on nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three is the number nine one nine. 860-9783. You know, we were talking a little bit off air, mm-hmm. and uh, seems like this word trends is definitely come yes. into existence a lot more. Yeah, that's, yeah. What that's what everybody's talking about. Our
1: topic yesterday is, today is uh, uh, trends in renovations and remodeling. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and by the way, next week we'll be talking about ventilation, and the following weeks concrete, and then safety and OSHA, and how it relates to construction and things being done around your home or building. And then the week after that will be insulation. So that's the next four weeks. Ventilation, concrete, safety, and OSHA uh, together, and then insulation.
0: Yeah. A good one to st- uh, kind of get into the fall season before we start getting in that cooler weather, yeah, absolutely. too. Absolutely. Yeah. So those are topics to keep in mind. Mark the calendars, of course. Every Saturday, two to four here on Making Your Home Great. Uh, we talk about a whole bevy of topics. What are some of the things that you're seeing, at least trend wise, in in you know people that are looking to remodel their homes?
1: Yeah. Um, well, I was thinking about this topic a lot over the last week and uh, several weeks as I get you know to thinking about it, and you know I see people. Calling a lot for different things, and and some of the main things I'm seeing a lot are are basement renovations, attic upfits. I see people expanding their driveways, wanting to expand their driveways, Um, kitchens, and bathrooms. Time to upgrade those. Um, I see, you know, even in some of the newer homes, people wanting to modify. Um, You know, kind of stepping back a minute, kind of on a macro level, what I see in general, um, I see obviously houses, newer houses being built closer together because of land issues, and of course they're taller Mm -hmm. and longer. And uh, I see a lot of stone incorporated on the veneers, and of course they've got granite tops and things like that. And I also see um, a large group of people uh, going back to the older homes say even historical homes and renovating you know some of these downtown homes um, and we'll kind of get and, and we'll talk more about the micro, macro and the micro but um, and then I also see a trend of people wanting to get out in the country I just left a house where they moved from an area to seven acres of land on you know out towards uh, Siler City Pittsburgh hmm. and um so you just see different groups of people. You know, there's exceptions to the rules, but you'll see millennials doing something. You'll see the the baby boomers doing something, and the echo boomers. I don't know all yeah,
0: there's there's so many of them to yeah. keep track of. Yeah. I I don't even know all of them. Yeah, obviously. so uh,
1: they're different things, and but but you do see these trends. You know, and one thing I like to look at, um, is, you know, ho- hotel. Say you go to a nice hotel that's just been renovated or just been built. You know, these guys come in and they do studies and they hire companies and designers that are following trends. There's companies that just try to predict the future color that's going to be used next year by going to big cities around the world, in Europe and Asia, and wow. looking at what the trends are in very populated areas. And then they try to predict and forecast what's coming. That's a big business. And um, so you can kind of get a head start by going to some of your newer hotels or newly remodeled hotels and see some things going on in those hotel rooms that will kind of give you ideas on what's coming.
0: Of course, if you'd like to join the conversation, uh, we're talking some remodeling. If you have questions for Tim here, 919-860-9783 is the number, 919-860-9783. You mentioned basements, and I think that mm-hmm. definitely is, uh, especially if you have an unfinished basement. Right. What are some of the things that you've seen that people like to do with their basements?
1: Well, there uh, everybody wants more room, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, people are also after this uh, cycle we went through the financial downturn. It appears that people just are trying to hold on to their homes. They may not. They may be hesitant on. Um, buying a new home and going into deeper debt, buying a bigger and better. Uh, so they're, they're renovating and they're remodeling. And uh, so anywhere they can find space, whether it be an unfinished basement or an attic, they're, they're going for it. So basements I see are turning into rec rooms, maybe um, an in-laws room or, oh, yeah. or maybe a parent's room, or just you got some teenagers uh, or soon-to-be teenagers uh, tweens what are they Tw- <laughs> yeah tweenagers i guess yes yeah. and um so you got three bedrooms but you got four four kids right and mm-hmm. uh so you need more room so i see a lot of that going on um and then big rec rooms you know pool tables things like that and and, and also um the sound rooms uh, uh, home theaters yeah and basements you
0: mentioned one of the things that uh, people like to remodel and that is expanding a driveway and we got Ryan on the line now Ryan good afternoon to you uh, good afternoon so what is uh, your question for us today
2: well I just got a new place it's got a kind of a long um, driveway going all the way you know uphill towards a garage and there's a little parking pad on the side and it's it's about the size you could put maybe a, a civic or something there but you know, when I put one of my SUVs or my truck there, it's, it's just too small. And I could back over the dirt where some of the gravel is. And, you know, I don't mind throwing a couple bags of gravel down for now. But my thought is, you know, at some point in the future, expand that out and, you know, just a couple more feet back more than what it is. And maybe even put a carport or something there. And I just don't, you know, there's a lot of trees and roots there. So I don't know how unreasonable or how costly this kind of project might be. And maybe you could have some insight for me on that.
1: Well, there's a, you're not alone. There's a lot of people uh, requesting that, and I see that in a lot of newer homes or even homes built in the last 20 years for a variety of the reasons that we just talked about. Um, you know, and then houses are getting closer together, right? So right. there's less land. And you got setbacks you have to consider. Um, I think driveways are pretty lenient. I think you can get up to uh, right at the property line in some cases, one foot in other cases, and maybe five feet in some other cases. So you have to check with your HOA and maybe your city or town and see what the uh, restrictions are. And obviously, when when you do, like you're talking about, you have a little pad expansion, it's nice to have it as a, a, as a when you drive in to be able to use it efficiently and not be something that just kinda, is hard to park in, right? So, yeah, it's just kind of there, right? Now, yeah, you know? exactly. So, uh, and, and that happens. People trying to save money or not really putting a lot of thought in the way that you're you're going to drive in the driveway or drive b- or back back out or the size of your vehicles. Um, so that's a hard question to answer in full. You've got to look at your landscaping. You got to look at your setbacks. You've got to look at your impervious um, surfaces because in your in the building uh, permitting, you're only allowed to have up to 20% of the property in most cases can be impervious. So mm. you may not be able to add a an extension on your driveway without uh, verifying some things with the with the city. Um, usually that's not a, a major concern. It's maybe when you start adding a room addition, they start really looking at the, how many sidewalks and impervious services you're be- A lot of times you don't violate that too much unless you're doing a huge driveway expansion, so that has to be looked at as well. Roots, you'll have to obviously in some cases come in and cut those out or get rid of a tree if necessary. Mm -hmm. Um, So it just depends on on your scenario. There's a lot of different factors that will affect that uh, that question and what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, well,
2: it looks tricky. So uh, yeah, thanks. It's kind of what I was thinking.
1: Yeah, just you'll be happy to come take a look at it, or you can call another uh, person to come out and get some opinions, and uh, you know. But the first thing you might want to check with is just call your homeowner association if you have one and see what they say. Okay, uh,
2: I don't, but uh, yeah, I think I'll
1: probably give someone a ring or you a ring. Yeah, yeah, you can I, find us on website at handyhopersremodel.com, dot com, um, or you can call us at nine one nine six seven six five nine six nine. Uh, We do free estimates. Don't mind coming out and taking a look at it and giving you some advice and telling you what I see. And and for all you out there, uh, feel free to call us here at 919-860-9783 here at the studio. We're open to any conversation. Obviously, we're talking, as Brandon said, about um, trends in renovation and remodeling. Mm -hmm. But if you want to talk about crawl spaces or roofs or gutters, uh, the lines are open.
0: Ryan, thank you so much for your call. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys.
1: Take care, Ryan.
0: All right. As uh, Tim mentioned there, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to finish talking about trends, remodeling trends. Uh, Of course, we're taking all your questions and calls, 919-860-9783. And welcome back to Making Your Home Great. Good afternoon to you. I'm Brennan Dixon with Tim Ferruzzi with Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. We're talking remodeling trends, but also taking your questions and comments. 919-860-9783 is the number if you'd like to talk with us. One of the things that I saw when I was looking up different trends, and it uh, jogged some memory here, was that a lot of homes are are getting into the technological aspect of things, these connected homes. Are you seeing that?
1: Absolutely. And, of course, it's always easier to do it when the house is being built brand new versus retrofit. But, uh, yeah, people are trying to uh, be efficient with, uh, well, on a simpler term than what you just mentioned, changing their bulbs to LED, right, which is a technology Mm -hmm. uh, thing. Um, Gosh, this past week I've quoted – Four or five jobs with solar exhaust um, fans in the roof. Oh, wow! Um, you know you get a tax credit for that, and we do we do that. So uh, the fan's going to run you a certain amount in labor, and then of course that whole amount is uh, you get a thirty percent tax credit for having a solar exhaust fan in your roof. So uh, listeners out there, people are going green, and anytime they get a tax credit, they like it. So that's another technological advance, mm-hmm. and of course. Um, Going back to the hotels I mentioned, you walk in some of these hotel rooms, and the light comes on in the bathroom when you walk into the bathroom, right? Or they have the the larger switch, which is a little bit more ADA versus having to take your thumb and turn it. The switch mm-hmm. is actually you just touch it with your hand, uh, and there's various versions of that.
0: Yeah, who wants to do it the old-fashioned way? To yeah. Have to use your old yeah. thumb. So.
1: Um, <laughs> And uh, security, security is a big issue technology-wise. Mm. Uh, people wanting to put up, uh, well, you see on TV the the ring, the doorbell ring thing, where you can see somebody at your front door and you can be wherever and you've, you're on your phone. Uh, they got flood cams with the motion detectors, which have been out for a while, but now they've got it with the cameras. So you, same thing as the doorbell, um, the ring thing. I think is what this guy um, promotes. Mm. Um, so yes, uh, and then you know other forms of efficiency uh, touch base on some of our appliances, you know washers and dryers. People are wanting to upgrade there or, or water heaters. So everything's getting more and more efficient. And so technology is a large part of our lives in our homes. And there's so many of us now working from home. You know it amazes me when I see when I go visit people. How, what the percentages of people working from home versus what it was like 20 years ago, yeah, it just astounds me. So, that's a a, that affects trends, and that is a trend, but it affects trends on how people's houses are laid out or where they might live versus where they might live otherwise if they had to drive to work, and so. This all kind of gets intermingled, and but and we're going to try to stay on some paths. But yeah, technology is huge. That's a huge trend and continues to change. Our computers, iPads, our phones, and that also helps. You know that we tie them into our houses. You see the commercials where these people are controlling their lights or um, from a distance on vacation. And the or
0: AC and AC and temperature.
1: or turning off the main water valve because of a freeze that's coming and maybe they're out of town in the Bahamas somewhere and they can just hit a switch and turn off the water for the whole house because of that freeze. So, and that's um, uh, Jim Ankeny that uh, has been on our show several times. He's he's into that type of thing. The smart, I would consider that a smart home. Mm-hmm. And so I forgot the name, I think his name, his business, I forgot, but... Um, if anybody wants to know how to get a hold of them, they can call me and I can get you his information. But that's what he does. He comes in and he uh, wires houses, retrofit or new, and sets them up with all the CPUs and everything else needed to, to be a smart home.
0: Of course, we're talking uh, remodeling, but we're taking your questions and comments as well if you'd like to call in and have a question for Tim here of uh, anything around the home. 919-860-9783 is the number. 919-860-9783. You mentioned washers and dryers. My sister actually just purchased a new washer and dryer, and this dryer actually sings songs. Wow. Wow and and then has different tunes and everything that you can set in it too hmm. to let you know instead of just the old fashioned the buzzer, buzzer yeah. now you can have like disney tunes if you want whenever the laundry's done
1: to encourage the kids to help a <laughs> Yeah, exactly bit, huh? <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey. or at
0: least they can sing along while you're yeah, doing all the laundry yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and that's another trend is um or are, are the appliances um, obviously in a lot of cases people are or going with smaller homes in 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 a lot of cases and the homes are more sophisticated as well um they're fancier the way they design them so they want that matching washer and dryer not that we've not always liked that matching set but the old Kenmore set from 30 years ago is a lot different than it is now in the way it looks and and what it can and can't do Mm -hmm. like you say they're you can almost get on the computer. It's almost like a computer <laughs> with a, a, a board, and you can search the internet in some cases. But um, so appliances are are, are always trending in, in the way that works. And um, matte finishes, people like the matte finishes. Yeah, the,
0: that's really big now.
1: Yeah, the brush, the brush nickel, or the the stainless steel with like the old DeLorean cars with the you know little tiny sh- grooves in it. Mm-hmm. And, so that's a that's a huge trend in in kitchens and uh, bathrooms and uh doorknobs and the handles. matte
0: finish seems to be big in, yep. in everything now yep. too. Now I see it in cars yep. and uh, you know yep. just about anything yep. you can get your hands on or paint.
1: Yep. 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 And you know healthier lifestyles, that's uh, a lot of people are, are um, concerned about their health. They want to live longer, they want to live healthier, so um they're maybe eating more fruits and vegetables making those decisions so they want their kitchen maybe designed a little different they want a bigger refrigerator Uh, they're eating from home so um, things become more important with that trend in the way your house is laid out and where you eat maybe you want a bar peninsula bar island type of scenario Um, and uh, maybe you want a tv in the kitchen so you can you know Eat and watch TV, even if it's drinking a coffee in the morning. You want to kind of catch up on the news with a small TV somewhere in the kitchen area. Um, And going back to the um, your 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 lifestyle about health um, can also determine uh, where you work. I mean, where your house is compared to work, right? Because if you're healthy, making decisions to to live healthier, you may want to walk to work, or you may want to ride a bike to work, or get on the green way to go to work. Or you may want to drive a smart car, which is a smaller car, so maybe you're going to be closer to work because you don't want that on a major, major highway. I I wouldn't drive one. I always worry when I see those guys that just come out kind of like a motorcycle, right? Yeah, um, scary. So, um, you know, the healthier lifestyle kind of plays into all that. And, um, you know, um, God, what are some other things that uh, um, colors Colors. Colors are really big. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so.
0: And it seems that it changes almost every few years because at one point in time, it was almost darker colors, which is almost usually a no-no, especially if you're trying to sell a house because, you know, they say it makes it look smaller, but then that was big and now lighter colors, so.
1: I went to a a show one time. I think it was the Painting and Decorating uh, Contract Association, and um, they brought in a speaker from... I don't know where she was from. She was from uh, the um, uh, Scandinavian countries, and she had a book called The Malar M A L A R, which means color in another country, and that's all she talked about. That's what she does. She uh, and and talking about what we mentioned earlier, she they just travel around the world, and you know that that was ten years ago. They were focusing a lot on China, what's going on in the big cities in China, uh, to help see what the trends are in this country. And and that surprised me. You would think it would be the reverse, but but actually there's a lot of trending that comes from Asia Wow! for whatever reason.
0: Of course, if you'd like to get in on the conversation, we're talking remodeling, but we also, if you have any questions around the home, our expert Tim Ferruzzi here to help, uh, 919-860-9783. 919-860-9783. You know, the interesting part about this, too, is have you seen a little bit more of an influx in people wanting to remodel now that there's more of these HGTV and reality shows, or has it been the same? What are you seeing for your Um, business?
1: I would say there's some truth to that. Yes, and I I think that I also see people trying to do it themselves. you got to be careful of those shows, and I'm not don't Don't take me as speaking biased because I'm not I'm trying to be objective about it, not subjective. But I see a lot of these shows, and I, I watch what they do, and me being in the business, i i I've got the Intel on it, and a lot of it's not realistic. Hmm. You know um, the way they build this or how fast they do this or what their budget is, and ninety uh, percent of it is farce. It's just not realistic. And it, but but you know what it sells is content, right? And uh, people get ideas and um, but you know, a lot of it's just uh, it's it's almost impossible.
0: Yeah, it's it's you know it's the entertainment aspect yeah, of it exactly. And, and plus they probably have to fit everything in. But people get good ideas from or... it,
1: and and they, it's entertaining, like you said. So uh, and um, you know there's some shows that I do like, and there's some shows that I'm like. No I've seen way too many errors in the way they <laughs> they they present that or what they say that I'm just not going to have any part any part in it but I don't watch a lot of those shows because I do it all day. Right. right. So yeah. I, It's taking yeah, work yeah, home yeah, with you. I'm ready to watch something else. <laughs> yeah,
0: I understand that. Once again, you're listening to Making Your Home Great. We're talking remodeling. But if you have any questions for us around the home, make sure to give us a call. 919-860-9783 is the number. 919-860-9783 on Making Your Home Great. And welcome back to Making Your Home Great. Good afternoon to you. I'm Brendan Dixon, filling in for Dave Alexander with Tim Ferruzzi of Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. We're taking your calls, 919-860-9783. If you have questions around the home, you're doing any remodeling or have some projects, Tim's here to answer your questions. 919-860-9783 is the number for uh call in for Making Your Home Great and, Tim, uh, we were talking, one of the things that people like to key in on is kitchens, Mm -hmm. and uh, that's uh, one of the big undertakings, I think, for whenever anybody wants to remodel, and seems to be where a lot of the trends are as well. Mm -hmm. What are you seeing with some of those? We mentioned a little bit, but what are you seeing as some of the trends maybe within kitchen? Well, I I
1: looked at one uh, this morning before I came in, um, and um, they... are are just buying the house. I think the house must be 15, 20 years old, I take it. And there's two entries in the kitchen, two entries into the kitchen from the living area. And of course, there's also a door into the garage and a patio door that goes out onto the back deck. So that's just a lot of entry points into this kitchen, right? Because then it starts affecting the flow. And this kitchen is not very large. So uh, that's a perfect example of, of... trend, you know, they want to change. So we're going to close off one of the openings from the living area so that they have the ability to add more cabinet space. And uh, they want to just gut the kitchen. They want to get rid of the peninsula that they have. They want to create a bar in that area and um, uh, make it a little taller so they can have a bar area to eat at as well as a small table. Their kitchen is not very large. And then they also want to take the, um, the stove that's in the peninsula and move it across the way over near the refrigerator. And uh, so they just want to... So, you know, you, you come across those scenarios. So uh, that would be, uh, trending-wise, um, the kitchen's just outdated, right? Mm-hmm. And they want to create a new uh, workflow, walk flow, and how they eat is a little different than how they were eating 20 years ago as far as being mobile or not, or house with the size of the family versus what it might have been then for that size of house. Plus, the cabinets are old and they're out of style, and they want to just upgrade it and get new countertops, new flooring. It's a tile floor. They want to go with probably LVT, luxury vinyl tile. So,
0: Yeah. Well, we are, we're going to go to the lines now. We've got Joel from Garner. Uh, Joel, what's your question? Hey, yes,
3: um, I have a question about... Uh, metal roofing versus the asphalt, mm-hmm. a single roof. And I'm really, I don't have a metal roof, but when we have to replace our roof for looking like in the next 10 years. Uh, I was really looking at going with a metal roof cost-wise versus what you'll, I guess, save in the long run, plus uh, durability, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the metal roofs, a lot of them have the, what, lifetime warranty on them or something like that. So I'm going to hang up and listen uh, to your guests there.
1: Yep. Okay. So that's a good thing. We can, we can kind of switch gears a little bit on that that topic, and let's answer his question. So um, asphalt shingles, uh, obviously the architectural shingles, the dimensional shingles, they're the better asphalt product versus the three-tab that you might see on a house that's 25 or 30 years old. Some of them have architectural shingles on them, but a lot of them still have a three-tab. So an architectural shingle is a good roof, Um, But you got to make sure that it's done properly. uh, And when you compare this roof to that roof to that roof, they all look the same on the outside, but how it's done underneath all the detail work is what's key. So you can actually get a 50-year labor, not 15, 50-year labor and material warranty from the manufacturer um, through certified contractors. We're certified with uh, Atlas and Certainty and some other companies, so we can give you a 50 year warranty on labor and materials. Uh, metal roofs are great; they're they're more expensive. Uh, metal roofs that is kind of a trend. You do see a lot of that going going up, uh, especially in the rural areas, and has been for the last 10 years or so. Uh, people like the colors; they think that they're better. Um, my favorite on on metal roofs are the standing seam roof where the fastener is actually built into the seam. So when you have two panels coming together, the fastener is actually built into the seam and hidden, concealed in the seam. Yeah. So that way it's not going to leak because the seam is usually standing anywhere from a half inch to two inches high, depending on the roof, you know what if it's residential commercial the span, uh, the surface area, the all those other things. So what you see going up uh, in a lot of places is uh, not a standing seam roof. It's it's a like a master rib product where it's got fasteners through the face of it. That roof is not as good of a metal roof as you would think. The metal itself is great, but it's when you start poking all the holes in it that it mm-hmm. becomes not so great, right? It's just common sense. And I've had to go – Uh, and repair these and I've been doing it for years and in a lot of cases 20 or 30 percent of those fasteners right off the bat are leaking wow because of uh, human error Um, the washers go bad Uh, expansion and contraction of material maybe the way the roof was done with what products underneath it so I'm not I'm not saying it's a terrible roof at all, but don't think that it's that much better than an asphalt-installed roof. The nice thing about an asphalt shingle is it's got a lot more flexibility in the way that you do the details around the pipes and the chimneys and the valleys. You've got a lot more flexibility, whereas when you start dealing with metal, you're dealing with something very rigid, Right. right? So you can do the planes of the roof very simply but what happens when you come to the pipe well you've got to do some special things and make a special product and then it's only so flexible and you're dealing with screws and more screws and sealants and around the chimney the same way and they've got some good systems but but again the asphalt allows you to cut it fit it so you just have more flexibility so the warranties from the asphalt shingles are very good If you pay one dollar for the asphalt shingle, you're going to pay three dollars, two to three dollars for the standing seam metal roof. In you know, when all things are equal, Mm -hmm. and for the uh, exposed fastener roof, metal roof where the fasteners are exposed and you can see them when you look at the roof, that might be compared to the one dollar. It might be a buck fifty. So, buck fifty compared to one, compared to two or three. Right. So that's your 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 so, you just have to make a decision um, on whether it's worth it, right? Because you're going to spend, um, instead of $10,000 for the shingle roof, you're going to spend $25,000 for the standing seam roof. Well, now, okay, well, that extra 15000 I just spent, what do I get for that? Mm. Does it increase the value of my house? Does it give me more safety? Is it better protected? Yeah, so all those things have to come into play.
0: Yeah, is it going to last twice as long? Exactly. Any of those things.
1: I've seen some roofs where I've had to, they've got hail damage, and metal roofs are susceptible that you get dents all over them mm. in brand new homes with metal roofs where they spent 50000 $60,000 for a metal roof, and it's got dings all over it, right? Yeah. So it's got to be torn off just like the asphalt roof. Maybe you can leave it, but it still has dings in it, so if it's an aesthetic thing, then you're not going to leave but but yeah functionally it'll work but it, remember where the ping is you've now dented the metal and you've caused some some issues with malleability and other things right and right. obviously warranties too on color it may start peeling
0: yeah, and you got to worry about uh, whether it's going to start pooling up or you know any of the, yeah. any of those types of things. Once again, if you have any questions whether it be roofing like uh, Joel from Garner or plumbing, electrical, remodeling, whatever it may be, give us a call 919-860-9783. Tim Ferruzi is here to answer your questions. 919-860-9783. You know, we were talking I think off the air a few weeks back uh, when I was uh, filling in for Dave Again, and uh, one of the things that I think that you had mentioned that you're seeing a little bit more now, and it comes with age. Mm -hmm. We were talking how you uh, change your kitchen up because your eating habits change over Mm -hmm. 20 years, Well, also, you know, your aging habits change over 20 years. Have you seen more of these uh, standalone tubs and showers kind of come in? Oh,
1: yeah, that's a big item, too. People, uh, especially with the baby boomers, they're, they're wanting simplicity, uh, first of all, they might have a little bit more money, and the bathroom's been that way for 25 years, and they're ready to you know, get the house the way they've always wanted it, is one item. But just functionality, accessibility. We've talked about ADA, the American Disabilities Act. Obviously, as we get older, we have more aches and pains, or maybe we have a knee replacement, a hip replacement. Maybe we just have to have bars now because we're a little bit more unstable, we've gained some weight. You know all those things that happen with age, and um, so people are wanting to take out the tubs or modify the tub, put in standalone showers, uh, and standalone tubs. Those are big, that's a big trend as well. Mm-hmm. And there's a variety of ways to do that, um, whether it be a tile shower, or maybe we've talked recently with a, a person over the phone about a cultured marble uh, surround with a basin that's just four piece, or, or whether it be a, a high quality fiberglass. I was out of town doing some training and I stayed in a hotel about a week or two ago and um, I noticed that the shower that I was in was the size of a tub, 5 foot long, 60 inches and the depth was about 32 inches and what I liked about it was um, it was a standalone shower with a a glass enclosure and uh, real easy to get in and out of and the bottom of it was looked to me to be cultured marble, but in actuality it was a high-grade uh, fiberglass, but it looked uh, very sophisticated. And the three sides looked like tile. Wow! And for the first shower or so, I was convinced it was tile, <laughs> just looking at it, but as I started running my fingers on the grout lines, I realized that it was fiberglass too, but it looked just like ceramic tile. So here you've got a, a basically a three-piece, right? You've got the three- Walls, mm-hmm. The three sections of the walls and the bottom piece. So you've got very few seams. It looks like tile. And of course, this was a commercial product, but I'm sure you could use it in a home the way that f- the size of it. So I'm sure it would fit. It's going to be a little pricier because of how, uh, you know, it's a higher end quality, right? So if you go to a, a big box store, that unit's going to cost you a certain amount. But if you want a unit like this, you're going to pay more. So... You get what you pay for when it comes to things like that. But I was very impressed with the way that looked.
0: Yeah, it sounds very impressive. And, uh, you know, that's, yeah, you know, no, it's, it's, <laughs> it's so funny. Sometimes. Uh, it's so funny that uh, that has to be somebody that works in home improvement that would do that, yeah, and, yeah. you know. Uh, but uh, that's really cool that uh, that you were able to find that out. Once again, we're taking your questions for uh, home improvement. If you have any of them for us here on Making Your Home Great, give us a call, 919 860 9783. And welcome back to Making Your Home Great. I'm Brennan Dixon, filling in for Dave Alexander here with Tim Ferruzzi of Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. We're taking your home improvement questions. If you have any questions, whether it be roofing, electrical, plumbing, remodeling, you name it, give us a call 919 860 9783. Once again, 919 860 9783. And Tim, uh, a few minutes ago we had a caller from Garner Joel that was mentioning roofing, mm-hmm. and that's one of the big undertakings. And, and I think where a lot of people will look to yep. maybe improve, spice up the, the home yep. a little bit.
1: So, the you know, obviously we all need roofs after a certain amount of time if we stay in our home long enough. Um, and that and roofs trend as well. Um, We mentioned earlier three-tab shingles. That's just the basic shingle, the flat shingle that people have been using for many, many years, and um, now most homes, if they're going to re-roof their house, are using an architectural shingle or a dimensional shingle, and of course, you have lots of different manufacturers, and you have lots of different colors, and you even have colors that are marked as uh, energy star, meaning that you'll get... Um, savings mm-hmm. uh, as far as how warm your attic gets in the summertime. So it's 90 degrees outside. The lighter the shingle, it's an Energy Star um, certified shingle, it with a synthetic underlayment. And that's another trend is synthetic underlayment versus tar paper. Um, that radiant break, as well as the lighter color, transfers less heat, heat into your attic Mm. which means your air conditioning in your home doesn't have to work as hard because your air conditioning only fights what's going on in the house with your body and the appliances and the outside and the windows and the doors but also what's in the attic Uh, so if you can cool off the attic in the summertime you've cooled off your your cooling bill and you've helped your unit that's working so hard not to work so hard so maybe you get more time out of that as well um So, those are, you know, going, that kind of goes to the green. That's a, you know, that's a trend. Right. And then the metal roofing, as the gentleman called earlier, Joel, that's a trend. People are, are, but, you know, years ago, most of the houses back were built with the standing seam metal roofs in the barns. Yeah. And, of course, that's gotten so expensive and it's such a, you know, they build that on site. It's a hand crimped. And we do some of that. We've done some of that uh, recently, um, but that's rare. Most of the time when you do a metal roof, it comes in prefabbed, made, you know, it's customized for your home, but it comes in, you know, pallets and brought to the job site already fitted to your home and you install it and you do little tweaks here and there, cut this, cut that. It still takes a long time. Um, so that's a trend is is metal roofing as Joel mentioned earlier, and, of course, uh, the architectural shingles and then the colors. And the other trend you see in roofing is how our homes are designed, right? Years ago, most homes were an A-shaped ranch home, most of them, or maybe a home with a few valleys. A lot of the homes now that are being built are – they might have six valleys, be very, very (laughs) steep – all kinds of angles, super complicated, you know, and that roof's probably going to cost $20,000 to replace. So that's one of the things you need to realize if, you, if you're buying a house that's 15 years old and it's got all those angles and you better go ahead and start doing a deferred maintenance fund for the roof because that roof's not going to cost you 8000 to replace. That roof's going to cost you 20000 thereabouts because that's a lot of work, very steep.
0: Of course, we're taking your calls. Any calls for home improvement, uh, make sure to ask Tim here, 919-860-9783. Once again, 919-860-9783. Now, you've worked uh, with residential roofing here before. Do you have some uh, horror stories or some stories where you got Uh, into some interesting homes?
1: uh, Well, um, because there's so many, it's hard to say, but, you know, (laughs) each, each each roof is a project, and... they're all custom i mean every roof's different we keep someone on the job site at all times to supervise the crew that's not on the roof with the crew so we always supervise our jobs um a hundred percent and um to make sure that the crew's doing what they're supposed to do because you know human nature tendency is to not do this and not do that save time here not save you know whatever so uh, we're very, uh, but but yeah, there's lots of stories on the roof, but I'm, I've am i eliminated a lot of the potential stories by having someone on the job site supervising the job. And also, we have a system. This is the way we do it. And, and we're certified. So the manufacturers say, hey, we like the way you do business. And you say you're going to do this this way. And you filled out all the paperwork. And you've proven. And you file your warranties. So... Uh, gutters let's talk about gutters for a minute Um, you know back in the a lot of homes had gutters years ago and then what I noticed in the 90s there were a lot of people taking down the gutters because they just didn't want to have somebody come clean them four or five times a year Mm -hmm. and um, one of the trends I've I've seen lately the last 10 years uh, are people putting gutters back on because they're seeing all the damage that has resulted from not having gutters And you know, our overhangs are are less. Years ago, our overhangs used to be larger and two or three feet. Now they're uh, a foot, 18 inches. So that means the water coming off the roof gets closer to the house. Our windows may be vinyl, but maybe they're, you know, not as good of a quality in certain ways as the older windows. Water does get behind siding Some of the labor techniques done on new construction still isn't being done correctly. Mm. Um, So keeping the water away from the house is very important. Keeping the water away from underneath the house is very important. So people are trending back towards gutter, having gutters done because they've seen that the real cost of not having gutters far outweighs the cost of keeping them clean or putting a good quality gutter guard. Now when you put a gutter guard in the, and that's another trend, putting gutter guards in. you still need to clean the gutters. Um, not to the degree that you would when you didn't have the guards. And, of course, you want a good quality guard. If you have a bad quality gutter guard uh, or something that's supposedly sophisticated, even though it costs a lot of money, it could be causing you more harm. We've talked about that on past shows. And if anybody's got questions on anything or wants some some uh, advice uh, or, or to consult with me, I'd be happy to do that. You can reach us at... Uh, handyhelpersremodel.com or handyhelpers.com or highlandroofinginc.com and then you can call us at the 919-676-5969. And and another uh, trend before we go here before the next hour, we got another hour after this right. Mm-hmm. Um, is uh, ventilation. You know, what are you doing with your attic? You know, when you put the roof on um, and you're working with the gutters, do you have soffit vents that are old and clogged and full of you know things that need to be replaced or do you just not have any? So Ventilation, understanding the science of your house is a trend. People are trying to be more aware that, that you can't take for granted that the house that you've bought or that is being built for you, that all things are being done right. I see these brand new homes with no gutter or gutter just Incredible. in a few places when it should have been over here or higher up because it's a more important location because you've got 800 square feet of roof area dumping into this valley, dumping onto the lower roof, hitting the siding and the window, then going down into a gutter that's on the lower section. Mm. It's, it's more important to have it on the upper section from the wear and tear standpoint. You know, obviously they're trying to do it because, oh, I'm walking in the house, I want to make sure water's. but you need to look at the whole aspect.
0: Once again, we're continuing to accept your calls. 919-860-9783 if you'd like to talk to us on Making Your Home Great. And Welcome back. Good afternoon to you here on Making Your Home Great. I'm Brandon Dixon filling in for Dave Alexander here with my good friend Tim Ferruzzi of Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. We're talking... We've been all over the place uh, here this afternoon yeah, for topics. Uh, that's for Sorry sure. about that. <laughs> no, it's been fun. So you know? much
1: stuff. Right? Yeah,
0: there's there's so much to talk about. Whenever you're talking home improvement, we were kind of focusing in on remodeling. But I mean, we've covered the gamut here with uh, different kitchen ideas and bathroom and roofing and and now speaking of, I, I just talked about bathroom here. We've got Faye from Durham, who is uh, I got a, I guess I got a question. About bathroom restoration so uh, we can go to the lines uh, i think if uh here momentarily and, and get her on uh in just a second so yep i think there she is uh faye good afternoon to you welcome on to the show
4: are, are you talking to faye i am oh, okay good i didn't hear
0: that part <laughs> um, yes uh, yes good afternoon to you
4: i'm good and good afternoon good. to you um i wanted to ask a question um of tim about 1940s restorations i have a 1940s farmhouse that i'm going to be upgrading soon um it has all hardwood floors except in the kitchen and i'm looking for sources like 1940s style linoleum like the hexagonal type stuff and um whether or not beadboard is is good so really i need a resource person who does that kind of restoration and i don't know where to find them can you help me get started on that please
1: well, flooring um, specifically now we can yeah, obviously i 've got um, somebody on staff that can meet with you, Erica, that helps with kitchen designs and bathroom designs so if you if you 're looking for a modeling contractor, we can certainly help you in that department help you find some of the specific material you 're looking for, but if you 're going Straight to the floor question, uh, we've had John with uh, uh, John Raper with uh, Floors To Go, I think is the name of his company. He's been on the show several times, and we've gotten into conversation about the, um, uh, the old flooring, and my grandparents have that in their house. I think it's Congolium, and um, he, ca- he seems to carry it or has access to it, and that was something that was being used a lot. Uh, I think back in the maybe the 40s, but definitely the 50s and 60s. And what what I like so much about it is it's still in my grandparents' house, and it looks brand new. It's so uh, is so durable, <laughs> right? Uh, well, and it's beautiful too.
4: Do you all work in the Mebane market? Because this house is located between in Orange County near a Mebane and the Burlington, and I guess we could use Durham, but um, yeah. I'm not sure Raleigh would.
1: Yeah, we uh-huh. go out to, we go out to Hall River and um, uh-huh. I was just out near um uh, Hall River uh, today um, looking at a kitchen remodel. So yeah, we work out that way. We all won't right. go as far as into green, uh, Greensboro right. unless we're doing a roof, but uh, a remodeling project, you, yeah, we're fine in that area.
4: And do y'all ever do basement repairs?
1: Yes, sure That's do. Good.
4: All right, yep. so give me your um business number please. Yep. I'm all It's go along later. uh
1: 919 919- uh-huh. 676 676- five
4: nine six nine okay great thank you
0: okay. so much yep. Take care. thank you faye we appreciate your call and of course if you have a call like faye you can give us a ring nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three tim Ferruzzi here to answer all your questions uh, around the home nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three
1: she touched on something a little bit that is is a trend you know things come and go and we we've Dave and I were laughing about that in one of the uh, shows uh, recently that he says, well, if I just leave it alone long enough, it'll come back in. I think it was, <laughs> we are talking about his kitchen and it's true. It, it, and going back to my grandparents and they're in their nineties, their kitchen floor is a green, uh, it's got a green and I think maybe a yellow uh, color to it. And it's so beautiful the way the design is. And it's old can from the fifties or sixties and, um, you know that stuff's coming back, and and the millennials really appreciate this stuff. They they really like the that style, and if they can restore something, preserve something uh, with these older homes, they try to do it. And I've always had that philosophy too. You know, try to recycle, and mm-hmm. there's value in this this stuff. And um,
0: yeah, and I think get, the, the word uh, that they like to use now, vintage or retro, yeah, but it, yeah, yeah. it's coming back.
1: Yeah, it is. And, and you know what, for. I was talking to a gentleman today in Durham. He lives in a beautiful house in, in downtown near Duke. And um, he's restored the home. Beautiful job. The house was built in 1909. And uh, I love that type of project. I've done projects like that personally and for other people. Mm-hmm. Whole house, historical re- uh, renovations. And it costs so much more. If you had to rebuild that house... Uh, with the same type of material and the quality labor, it would cost you twenty to twenty-five dollars per square foot wow. times. So if it costs you hundred dollars a square foot to build now, it would cost you two thousand a square foot oh or twenty-five hundred square foot to rebuild the house the same way with that. And you might even be able to get that kind of lumber or labor in, in you know materials mm-hmm. so, anymore.
0: We're going to go back to the lines now. We've got Andy from Kerry. Andy, good afternoon to you.
1: Hey, good afternoon, guys. Hey. hey so,
5: quick qu—quick quick question for you. So, uh, my wife and I, we have our house with new construction about 12 years ago. We're probably going to sell it in a couple of years. So, we're looking at um, doing some upgrades to the bathrooms. Uh, we're starting with the master bath first. Um, and my question is this we've been pricing out. Uh, what some tiles, certain tiles that we like, certain styles, we have ideas. Do you recommend that people maybe go, like, for example, go to Angie's List or something like that and have three estimates, free estimates first before they choose a particular remodeler? I mean, obviously, I'll look at reviews and stuff like that. But do you recommend doing something like that first? And also, it's safe to assume that every reputable remodeler would give you a free estimate, right?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure about the – we give free estimates, but I I think there's some going to trending. I think there might be some trends towards um, remodelers wanting to get reimbursed for their time because obviously time is money. And so I do see some remodelers are charging for estimates and uh, for sure on consultation and recommendations. We don't do that, um, but, you know, I can see the need to maybe do that eventually because of of the cost of doing business. But um, going back to your question as far as how you find someone, um, I would think the BBB, the Better Business Bureau, is a good source, Um, and obviously other lead systems, as you mentioned, might be good sources, but um, a reputable lead system like BBB that actually mediates and you, you have conversation and you know when you do thousands of jobs you know you're going to get some bad reviews and and having a, a fair company like the BBB to come in and say hey is this really what happened and they can mediate it and um, whereas these other blogs if you will don't really do that you can respond but it's really not mediated with with people that say hey this is so there's different sources and then referrals and uh, you know what are friends done and then um, you know maybe going to some of the supply houses uh, like uh, where you might be buying some of the stuff and yeah. say Ferguson's or Noland or some of the big plumbing suppliers and see who's doing a lot of bathroom work might be a way to well,
5: so let me ask you this and I appreciate that input on that mm-hmm. um, so so as somebody myself who's, I've, I've done kind of the role in the past as a contractor and just subbed out different parts of a certain job on a previous house, mm-hmm. right? And this was actually a bathroom addition. Um, and that, but that's been about a decade ago that I did that back in Charlotte. So I'm trying to remember I mean, is it realistic if you have the confidence in, in doing that that you could save a significant amount of money? If you do that, can you stop
1: out to work. I'm not too sure about that. I, I think that um, um, you're going to have to put a lot of time in it. The, the advantage of having a remodeler is he's got his sources and he knows the pricing on everything. Um, when you're out there um, bringing people in, and, and the bathroom is going to require about six or seven trades, generally speaking, it may even be more than that. Um, Tile guy, plumber, electrician, drywall, painter, flooring. Um, so, lots of different trades. So, you know, you're talking about a lot of different estimates from different people to find out what your true price is. Whereas a remodeler that does this all the time, he already knows. So, you're paying that person for his service, uh, you know, just like we all do. We get paid for what we do. So, you know, you just have to, make, you have to weigh that out. So I, I would generally say, and I, I'm not trying to be biased about it when I answer, are you going to save a lot of money? I would say no. What a headache that would be for someone that doesn't. you, you got some experience, it sounds like, but I don't know what your experience was the last time, but um, that's, a major, that's a major undertaking. It can affect you in so many ways, uh, mentally and physically. So you just have to decide and make that decision, and maybe you do certain parts of it, and maybe you don't.
5: Well, and that's actually, you bring up a good thing because you're right, the, the peace of mind thing, is, you can't really underscore that, and right. I totally agree with you on that. Yep. So, then my question is, when I'm kind of, because I, I understand the, the earlier comment that you made, where maybe we're maybe getting to the point where they're charging for their time, so me as the consumer, I'm just going to make a choice of choosing people that don't charge for an estimate, Right. Um, if I get so, can is it safe to assume that most reputable remodelers, if I want to save a couple of pennies, let's say, you know, do the painting myself or do some aspect of this, that, or the other thing, just to save some money, are, are most. Reputable remodelers respect uh, allow the uh, Um, owner
1: to do that. Generally, not. They're going to let you do painting, and that's about it. They don't want you to get in the way and say, "Hey," and then they get held up on their job, or they get uh, they get uh, you know where something is affected by what you did affects the rest of the job, and it comes back to haunt them in a couple years, and they've got general liability uh, on the project, so. You got to be real careful with how much there. So I think most of those guys don't want you doing much on the job, other than maybe painting or the finished flooring at the very end after they've kind of stepped away from the job. Is my experience.
5: Understood. Yeah, I'm, that's all I was thinking about was the painting and maybe if I need to had some electrical done because let's say I was removing the outlets for some new lighting uh, or what have you or the switches that. Uh, they would simply have the electrician come in and maybe I would attach
3: the fixtures myself because
1: i probably buy the fixtures. Yeah, you'd have to talk to the electrician and see what his uh, liability is with the permits and all that on on what you can and can't do because they get real – now, you can do things on your own house, but so you just have to ask the electrician what the the law is or or what he feels comfortable with um, regarding his liability versus your liability.
5: Well, I tell you, uh, I try to listen to you guys as much as I can every Saturday, and I really appreciate your insight and your your suggestions. Thank, Thank you. you. I appreciate
0: yeah. it. Thank thanks. you for your questions, Andy. We appreciate it. And uh, we're going to go to lines again. I believe we've got John from Floors to Go. John, thanks so much for holding on for us.
6: Hey, I was listening to the conversation a while ago. That product is called an oh, Okay. goes back to the late 1800s, early 1900s, and it's been improved a lot, Okay, and the, the there's uh the most common brand name is called Marmolium. That's just made by Forbo. And we do have the only display in Raleigh, those displays cost about five thousand dollars, so uh, okay. we do have and we do have the big samples, not the little small ones.
1: So what is uh John you told me this before but I've forgotten. What is Congolium? Is that just another brand name for linoleum or what what is that?
6: Well that's a Congolium uh goes back a long ways too into the I think most of those go back to the early 1900s when they used to, everybody used to make linoleum back then, Right. but now the Congolium, uh, Tarquette, Mannington, and Armstrong uh, or cover the vinyl floor, like the sheet vinyl floor, and okay. they also have some of the vinyl floor, floor planks, but Congolium was one of the, the early sheet vinyl uh, okay. producers.
1: Okay, so linoleum is the product that we're talking about that would be more of a vintage look.
6: Right. It's okay. 99 and 9 tenths percent green. The only thing that's not green about Marmolium is the, some of the dyes, the real strong reds and yellows and mm-hmm. bright blues and that are mm-hmm. are man-made, but, the, huh. it's, but it's very green. It also comes in a 12-inch by 12-inch floating click. Uh,
1: yeah, that was my next question because I remember you talking about And is that the way it was installed back in the 40s and 50s as no, well? that's
6: something that came about after the the big revolution with Mannington, i mean, with the laminate flooring okay. It's something. It comes in like a twelve-inch by three, twelve twelve-inch by three feet, and a twelve-inch by one foot by one foot square. And that has cork on the back of it. And for people that, that are older and have problems walking or mm-hmm. ankle problems, feet problems, that gives them a little bit of—that gives them the linoleum look. Um, and except it's got a, its going to be a little softer. And it's a floating product that can snap and a lot of people can do it themselves,
1: yeah, kind of like the l v t the luxury vinyl tile
6: right and the, the, the what's coming back big time is the checkerboard look we've done several jobs here recently with checkerboards there you go in, in those uh and and the sheet goods are, is uh, is only six feet seven inches wide, and the and the squares are the linoleum squares not the not those floating ones that Actual linoleum in squares are they come t- uh, 14 by 14 inch and 20 by 20 inch, and those are the actual sheet goods. And it, it is it, it even has uh, jute on the back, which is which comes from India. So it's it's yeah. all it's a it is made from uh it's made from pine resin, flower dust. Um, I can't remember all the
1: yeah.
6: I'm to try this minute. it Won't come to me, but it is 99 and 9/10 percent green.
1: And, and you guys out there, this is John Raper with Floors to Go, and you're over off of Glenwood Avenue, right, John? Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so you've been on the show here five or six times, so you're you're obviously an advertiser with, with us, and so right. anybody out there is looking for that type of product, uh, you know where to go for the flooring.
6: Yep, that's right, and we do install, in, and in the wintertime, it's, uh, it costs quite a bit to get it laid, the sheet goods laid, for the, the click panels are not that expensive at all to get installed by us, but... The sheet goods you have to be certified to make the seams and it's like laying plywood in the wintertime it's just uh you can actually snap it in two if you want to
1: all right well john we got to take a break but thanks for calling appreciate it yeah thanks so much john
0: of course we're going to continue answering your questions if you have any questions for us uh, for tim fruzzi here on home improvement give us a call 919-860-9783 And welcome back on here, Making Your Home Great. Good afternoon to you. I'm Brendan Dixon filling in for Dave Alexander. So glad to have you along with us here with Tim Ferruzzi of Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing, taking your calls if you have any calls around the home, questions uh, that you'd like to get answered by Tim here. He's our expert, 919-860-9783 is the number. Tim, uh, one of the things that uh, I wanted to talk about with you, yeah, that seems that has been more of a trend is lighting and mm-hmm. how the lighting has changed. I mean, it can go for anything. It can go for kitchens. It can go for bathrooms, all sorts yeah, of stuff. Yeah, I would stuff. say that's
1: probably one of the – other than painting, changing your paint colors inside your house and flooring, that lighting is right there with those. Maybe appliances too. I don't know. Mm, yeah. Appliances used to last so much longer, so now <laughs> they don't. So people change them more often. Um, so, yeah, lighting, uh, obviously a huge trend is – is cutting down the cost of our utility bills so people have changed it in my house i changed all my bulbs i started out i did two phases i did led bulbs in my most used fixtures which at that time when i did that uh, a couple of years ago those bulbs probably cost me uh gosh five six hundred bucks Oof. it was a lot of bulbs yeah i have a big house and then, and that was all the bulbs that all you know the lamps and the lights that we use most. Mm-hmm. And then a couple months later, I came in and did, um, you know, not all of the remaining ones, but probably ninety percent of the remaining ones. There's a few that I probably have forgotten. That saved me a lot of money. I was amazed at how much it reduced my utility bill a month. I think it was, that you know, the break even that they said when you read the bulb packages says the break even is this long this life but i i saw an immediate savings of um 50 bucks a month wow and you know to me that was a good return so um and then and that was a change in bulbs that's not changing fixtures um you know some people can change their fixtures and get led fixtures right mm-hmm. and um and, and you know, people, maybe you're trying to sell the house or you're trying to update this room. You got people coming over for Thanksgiving and you, you want to do some minor cosmetic things. So putting in a, a new fixture in the kitchen, I see a lot of kitchens that have the hanging pendants over the islands. Uh, the work lights under, of course, that's a lot more involved to put in. Um, and then uh, maybe changing the fluorescent light that's over the sink to an LED. Uh, looks like a fluorescent but it's an LED. It's long and slender. Hmm. Um, changing or just the light in the kitchen, just changing it to an LED from a fluorescent light. A lot of, a lot of kitchens historically have had fluorescent lights, and people are starting to change those to the LED uh, units. Um, and then ceiling fans. Ceiling fans have changed. Um, you know, they're more sophisticated. Remote controls. Um, different led lights as well uh more efficient in the way they run uh different sizes different blades you know that that fashion trend changes people go from white to browns to bamboo look to you know whatever you name it this out there so you can just go buy any of these supplies. and you see you know they change if you go to the supply houses and sell lots of lot of fixtures You'll see these things change every six months, right? You know? so it is a it it's is a constantly a, it's, evolving yeah, constantly trend. Constantly evolving, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's a big, big item. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: We're going to continue to talk uh, all sorts of remodeling uh, today. For the last part of our show, we'd love to have your calls. is the number once again 919-860-9783 Tim Ferruzzi here our expert with Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing will answer any of the questions so if you have any home improvement questions that you'd like to see answered make sure to give us a call 919-860-9783 here on Making Your Home Great Good afternoon to you. Welcome back to Making Your Home Great. I'm Brandon Dixon filling in for Dave Alexander here with Tim Ferruzzi of Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. Uh, Taking all sorts of your calls, 919-860-9783 is the number if you'd like to be on the line with us. And we're going to bring on Paul, who's on the road now. Paul, good afternoon to you.
3: Good afternoon, sir. I was listening to your program, I think it was last week. I uh, certainly don't want to take away from your program this week, but the, the call screener said that this would be okay. Um, I was driving last week and could not make notes. And the, there was, as I recall, you were talking about decks and deck stains and ceiling. Um And there was a a, a company, Dwight Dyer, or I, I couldn't write it down, and I thought I could remember it, and I can't. Am I talking to the right to the right program here?
1: Um, what was, what was, uh, I don't, it doesn't ring a bell, but but tell me what you're looking for.
3: Uh, I'm in the market for a deck stain, cedar uh, siding, or rather, a cypress siding stain. It's okay. A 20 years old siding that's never been stained. Okay. Uh, I need to clean it, put a stain on it. Yeah. Um, And also, there's some salt free decking that would take a different type of frog, uh, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, so uh, we did talk about painting um, uh, a couple months ago, a month and a half ago, we had a program and we were talking a lot about staining and painting, so it may have been then, but um, uh, you, with with Dex, there's lots of different products out there, and there's lots of different brands. There's Cabot's, there's Olympia, uh, Olympic, and then many, many more. Benjamin Moore probably has their own product, and um, uh uh, Pittsburgh Paint has their own stain product, I'm sure, and then Glidden, which is now I think uh, IPG or tied to PPG, which is which is um, um, uh, Pittsburgh, and of course you got Sherwin Williams and lots of other brands. So they all have I think their brands of stain, and um, my recommendation is always spend a little bit more and get to better quality product, and just do your reading on what. You know, some of the well-known ones that I'm familiar with are Cabot's and Olympic. They've been in the stain business for a long time, more so than in the paint business. So, uh, you know, and you can just kind of read uh, what, what products should be used where. Cedar is good because once you – and when you wash the house, I would recommend you do a low-pressure system uh, versus high-pressure try to do a low pressure build aside. let the chemical do the work and if you have to wash it a couple times uh, low pressure with just a little garden sprayer that's the way I would approach it and, and if you have to you know use a brush in certain areas or uh, lightly uh, you know not a, not a wire brush but like a stiff bristle brush um, that brush. yeah that kind of thing and it just you know get off the, the areas that aren't doing so well and maybe spray those I've had to use a low pressure mildecide system sometimes six or seven times on certain spots and then let it dry out and then when you do come back and stain it make sure it's dry and just let it drink up as much stain as it wants don't be uh, trying to conserve it and uh, right. I'd put it on and just let it drink it and drink it because it's going to soak in and that would be a a semi-transparent paint uh, stain I would recommend um, if you can do that versus the opaque stain because the opaque has got more of a, a paint pigment in it and it's, it's more of a surface application and, and soaks in some, I think, whereas uh, the semi-transparent soaks in a lot more. So if you're, if the facing of your wood looks good um, and and semi-transparent works, that's what I would use and I would just let it absorb and absorb into it. And as far as the decks, uh, there's another product out there that's more specific for decks versus the siding, and you just have to do your reading, and I, I really can't tell you exactly what product. Now, one thing I have, now that you say that, there is a product called CWF-UV. It's made by Flood. I think it's F-L-O-O-D. Uh, CWF-UV. Um, the big stores carry it. The paint stores carry it. Some of them and uh, it's got a UV protectant, and it does a pretty good job um, on decks because of the UV resistance.
3: Right. I uh, am particularly interested in the Cypress siding.
1: Yeah, Cypress,
3: yeah. I will probably take those deck boards up, uh, clean them, and take them up, turn them over, and re-nail them, which will put pretty much a fresh side up. But uh, I'm particularly interested in putting a – colorant on the cypress siding I'm not real fond of putting something there to seal it so much because it's been my experience when you seal Cypress particularly because of the expansion ratio moisture will tend to cut with worse right so I, I want to use a water-based product that would breathe a lot better and and right. I, you know and put some color on it just for UV protect in good shape it just needs to be cleaned up and and uh, kind of made it look a little, a little, a little more
1: uniform. So, anyway. yeah, I think you got the right idea. You know, you don't see cypress on too many houses. Uh, much um, cedar is more common when it comes to the wood siding, uh, and then of course cypress is is up there with cedar as far as quality and maybe even a little bit better quality. So, I would just do some reading. I can't tell you exactly, but I think you got the right idea. Doing a a latex based uh, stain. Uh, not necessarily with a UV protectant, um, and just see what the professional uh, guys that do it every day have to say about it. And um, uh, Cabots, I think, has some good products, in Olympic and, and uh, Benjamin Moore might have some some products as well. You can check into.
3: Well, not to get too technical, but as far as the um, the uh, solids that are that are in it, I. I've, done this already, Some I'm just getting started on this. I'm seeing some some parts, some of them have some aluminum and some have um, uh, zinc. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything, any one particular suspension that I should be looking for more so than other? If, if you know, that might be overly technical.
1: You know, I, I think they're adding that uh, mainly for um is, are they adding that because of the the mildew what was what the reason for or is that just that's that's one of the one of the items um um obviously it's a chemical so they're adding a variety of things and i don't remember why they add the the zinc or uh-huh. the aluminum but i'm assuming some of it's got to do with um um as a as a biocide yeah
3: the the zinc uh in a previous conversation uh the zinc was being added, I think, uh, as much for UV protection. Mm-hmm. But I do know basic chemistry zinc would also act as a biocide. But um, I, I didn't, and again, you know, I, I was trying to recover this program that I heard, uh, and he had some in, interesting technical information. I wanted to, just to go to his. I would never heard of his company, and I wanted to try and look and see what he was what he was offering, but. Um, but you've been really helpful. I didn't fall about cabits, you know, uh, and I pass cabbage every time I go into Lowe's. But yeah. um, but the, I've used their product and I've had, had good luck with it. But never as a as a stain. I've used their their finish, their
1: clear finish. Yeah, and they have the Australian wood Tim, uh Australian uh, wood product that you can use on various types of siding. So I would just do some reading. But they've been in the business a long time, and they've got some good products. So that's kind of where I would I would go if I was you and and, and I would think that the semi transparent might be my, more up your alley considering what you're saying. Okay. Uh, about the seal, you know, not having the sealer and the you want to make sure that the cypress is able to expand and contract naturally the way it would normally do.
3: Yeah, cuz that stuff will come. Yep, yep. <laughs> well, Liz, you've been very helpful. Um, well, thanks uh, for calling. Well, welcome, sir, and I enjoy these programs. I'm in and out so much I don't get a chance to hear very often. I even, at this point, I was able to pull over and make some notes as we were speaking, Mm -hmm. which I wasn't able to do last time up here. But I do appreciate you guys. Thank you. It's a great service for the program that uh, the show's offering.
1: Thank you. Yeah, thank
0: you, Paul. Thank you. And if you'd like to uh, chime in like Paul just did, 919-860-9783 is the number. We're going to go back to the lines. We have Mr. Patel from Kerry. Good afternoon to you. Yes, good afternoon, sir. How are you doing? Doing well. Uh, so what uh, questions do you have for us here today?
3: Okay, I have a question about uh, uh, my house built up in 2003, and I plan to move another house. That's why I'm looking for some, you know, I want to paint my house and a little bit touching, some different in bathroom. And I want to make sure how much charge I have to pay and they can check for me. and They give me a free estimate for me or not.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we'd be happy to help you. Um, You can give us a call or you can email us. Um, We'd be happy to come out and take a look at your project and give you prices for painting and your bathroom work and the other things you want to do. You can reach okay. us at um if you're if you're using the computer a lot, you can go to our website handy dot com, just like it sounds, H A N D Y helpers uh And then you can also call us at 676 five nine six nine.
5: Five nine six nine.
1: Five nine six nine, yes, sir. Be happy to come take a look at it for you.
5: Okay, thank you very much, sir. Yep.
1: yep.
0: All right, thank you, Mr. Patel. And, of course, uh, as we mentioned, 919-860-9783 is the number if you have any home improvement questions around the house. We're going to continue talking all sorts of things, including remodeling here on Making Your Home Great, coming up in just minutes. Good afternoon to you. Welcome back to Making Your Home Great. I'm Brennan Dixon filling in for Dave Alexander here with Tim Ferruzzi of Highland Residential Roofing and Handy Helpers. We're taking your calls. If you have a question around the home for Tim, give us a call, 919-860-9783. Once again, 919-860-9783. we only got about 10 minutes left, so if you got the calls, make sure to, to ring them on By in. By
1: the way, I wanted to mention something. I haven't mentioned this in the last uh, three or four Saturdays, but I've got these brochures um, on ventilation that have come from one of my suppliers and they're very good. I've had some people, you know, email me and say, Hey, send me a copy of that. I'd be happy to send it to you. There's no obligation. I'll just send you my business card and a copy of the brochure, but it's a it's an animated brochure and it shows you why ventilation, which we're gonna talk about next Saturday, is important, you know, with your attic and your crawl space and how it affects your windows, your walls, your carpet. Everything in your home, including your health and uh, your roof, all of it. Mm-hmm. So, anybody that wants one of those, email me or call me and I'll drop one in the mail to you. And it's uh, every customer I go to their house, especially when I'm meeting with them about a roof, I'll always hand them one. I, I wish I'd do it with everybody, even if I'm looking at a kitchen, but often I forget because, but when I'm always handing out roofing stuff and, and samples, I always give them one of the brochures and people find it very helpful. So, Anybody that wants that, email me or call me and I'll mail it to you. No problem at all. Yeah.
0: And once again, your phone number in case anybody's uh, wanting to yeah, get in touch uh, with you. Yeah, it's 919
1: 676 5969. And of course, you can go to our website. Our website's uh, handyhelpersremodel.com. And then also the other one is Highland Roofing NC, like North Carolina, Highland Roofing com. And, and again, next next um, Saturday, we're going to talk about ventilation. We're, we're going to talk about anything you want when you call, mm-hmm. but the topic's going to be ventilation, and then the next one, next is going to be concrete after that, and then safety and OSHA is going to be the following Saturday, just to wrap up. And then, of course, on the 23rd of September, we're going to be talking about insulation and things you can do.
0: Important as we come up on the fall and eventually the winter seasons. Yeah, things to keep in mind. Make sure to mark your calendars, of course, every Saturday, two until four. If you'd like to join in on the conversation or have questions today, 919-860-9783. We've been talking remodeling. That's uh, been today's theme. Uh, One of the things I had seen was that uh, people are going more to design-focused entrances. Have mm-hmm. you seen more of that or where, like, the entrance uh, is more of a focus for people now?
1: I think it's always been a focus. I mean, you go back into the – back in the day, people have always – the front door has always – and then the foyer has always been a big thing. So I don't think that's really changed much. But you do see people spending a lot more money uh, now versus, you know – Back when, because not as many people had as much money back then as they do now, so and there's lots of different options. You talking about like front doors and mm-hmm. foyers and things yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, that's always been important. Um, but I don't get a lot of calls for that. I, I've uh, you know people wanting to add porticos and front porches and things like that. Yeah, we do get those calls occasionally, but it's just not. We don't get a lot of those calls. It's not a huge priority. It doesn't seem.
0: Yeah, the, um, I guess everybody else is focused on the roof or the bathroom or, you know, that yeah, type of thing. Yeah,
1: you know, maybe people are more, you know, the houses now are, are uh, if it's a new house, the house just kind of stands out already, and they're maybe just That's trying to do some customization. Hey, I want, like this house I looked at today and, uh, it, it, in the Duke area, uh, house was built in 1909, and they renovated the whole house, and he wants to add an oven, and there's no oven in the house now that I could see. So we're talking about putting it in uh, in the wall at, at a very low level about six inches off the floor because it's really a good spot to put it and it's going to take up part of his pantry area. And I would consider that a customization type of event for his kitchen because there's really no other place to put it feasibly. So this is where he's decided he wants him and his wife. and. So we're looking at that project for them.
0: That's a good point that you make. What about for people that have older homes, maybe historic homes? There's mm-hmm. plenty around Raleigh, Durham, mm-hmm. uh, all around the Triangle. What type of challenges does
1: Well, that older homes, uh, you'll see lack of closet space. You'll see where you have to walk through a bedroom to get to another bedroom or maybe a bathroom that should be a communal bathroom, you have to walk through the bedroom to get to it, so maybe you need to close off that doorway and open the doorway to the common area so it can be a guest bathroom. Um, you know, s- uh, Salvaging the floors is always a good option mm. uh, in those. Uh, the bathrooms can be constraints. Um, but you see a lot of people taking the the, the freestanding tubs and and utilizing them. This particular house did, and um, um, you know more storage. Obviously, a lot of the older homes because they didn't have as many clothes back then as we do now. So a lot of the older homes, that especially the ones that are still standing, uh, that were maybe two thousand, three thousand, four thousand square feet, they were more. Grandeur, or here's your foyer, here's your living room, here's your formal dining room. And a lot of us don't live like that anymore, mm-hmm. right? We're looking for comfort, comfort. And it's not about, hey, he's coming in the front door to talk business and he's going to sit in the foyer till I come out of my office. And, you know, and uh, we're not doing formal dinners where there's seven people sitting at a big table with a big fixture chandelier hanging over. So we've just become, as a society, a lot more, um, informal and casual and which is another trend right but but it's cool to restore a house i was, I was talking to that gentleman today um and you know he's a caretaker essentially of that home it was built in 19 yes he's the owner but he's also a caretaker because this is a museum and in another hundred years or two hundred years this is even going to be more of a valuable property so um but yeah kitchens are constraints in those older homes they have to usually be redone Uh, They ended up adding a large back porch. And, of course, they went through the historical society to get things done. But um, they had pocket doors, you know, the original heavy-duty wood pocket doors, which I love. I I told them when I got to the house, I said, I love these houses. I've done lots of work on houses like this. I've renovated uh, top to bottom personally uh, on several homes I've had that way and also done for other people. So I've done work on plaster. I know how to work with plaster. I know how to work with the old moldings. I know how to recreate the old moldings. Um, so just lots of lots of fun stuff on those to restore. Mm-hmm. You know, because those things are diamond in the roughs, right? There's not as many of them anymore. Yeah. And um, but they are constant maintenance. You know, there's you've got to keep them painted. Not that they're going to rot, but the paint doesn't hold as well on the older homes because of the the wood. It's heart pine and maybe you got some sap to it and um but yeah they're great yeah
0: of course if you'd like to join in the conversation only a few minutes left 919-860-9783 with any home improvement questions you might have for tim 919-860-9783 i wanted to ask since we're talking remodeling uh, more today do you have a a personal favorite or or some favorites in mind that uh, that you've done when remodeling
1: well, some of my favorites are the ones where um, that I've been able to do on my own personal residence and with my own, you know, free hand. Um, uh, I uh, well, we talked about some like the house. One of the houses uh, it was built in 1918. I came in and rehab. The whole house put in a new kitchen, and we we I mean we did everything on the house, inside and out. And I've done that on uh, two or three other personal homes that were. 1940s 1950s 1930s and uh, for other people as well Um, something I did in my personal home which uh, some of the architects I've shown this to really like I've had some uh, had some unfinished attic areas and uh, in part of the house I came in and um, took two rooms and uh, I put heart pine I've got seven or eight barns in my warehouse that I've taken down, whole barns, and I've got them color-coded on the ends. Uh, so coming in in this particular two rooms, I, I lined all the walls and ceilings with tobacco sticks. Mm-hmm. So we have hundreds and hundreds of tobacco sticks. And of course, we've got skylights that are contemporary. Then we've got heart pine floors. And, of course, this whole room before I did it was all done in very high-efficiency um Energy things put blocking at the at the um, uh, in the flooring and did silver lining on the plywood and the the you know did some radiant breaks and did all kinds of energy efficient things behind all this stuff. So when you walk in these rooms, you say, "Wow, this is just very cool looking." It's very efficient too mm-hmm. in the way you know the heating and air system that runs in that particular part of the house is so efficient.
0: Yeah, Mo- it's you know it's got the modern. Uh, I guess luxuries or amenities, in a sense uh, of how efficient it is, but yep. still got. Yeah, that you feel. don't see
1: all. You don't see all the energy efficiencies of it. It looks very historical, but it's a very efficient room.
0: Yeah, my, uh, actually my aunt and uncle they live in Pennsylvania. They have a historic home, and mm-hmm. and they can definitely relate to yep. what you're talking about yep. with the upkeep because right, it is yep. a lot. And yep. the floors were one of the big ones. Yep. Yep. Uh, for for really the yeah, some of these old time, houses. Some of these
1: old houses they use oil you know all oh yeah floor. that's true yeah, yeah so.
0: very much so so well it's been wonderful having uh the conversations that we've had here on making your home great remember to tune in next saturday two till four we're here every saturday i'm brendan dixon with tim feruzzi with Highland residential roofing and handy helpers thanks so much for joining us